This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, you're listening to the Talk of Spirit MACast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is our third parter of our fall 2017 anime season reviews. It's the last one. We're from the TalkSpirit.com. That's where you can go for all of our anime, new and old. Great community in the forum. Links stop. Social media links on the right side. And all of our other reviews that we're currently doing, which, again, we have the other two parts you can check out for the fall season if you miss something. Uh, but yes, we have today Love Life Sunshine Season 2. Love is like a cocktail. Anime Gatari's. Wake Up Girls Season 2, uh, Welcome to the Ballroom, Elegant Yokai Apartment Life, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Had to cram it all in there last yeah. minute, just like everything else. Uh, Chris is such a slacker. Uh, Magical Circle Guru Guru 2017 Edition, uh, Yuki Yuna is a hero, Washio Shimi Chapter, and Hero Chapter. So, lots of fun stuff to talk about. It's going to be a pretty brutal episode, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I was looking at it a minute ago, and I'm like... Uh, this might be a quick episode just because I don't really want to talk about some of these because I know I'm going to be negative. So um, I will find some sunshine in somewhere in there. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Not alluding to anything that was totally intentional. It's just because Love Life Sunshine's the, the name's right up there. Don't. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be bad, but we hope that people still appreciate our opinions and don't hate us when we talk negatively about something. Because it's just our opinion. And I know a lot of people love all of these shows that we're going to get into. So let's stop sugarcoating and get right into it, I guess. Uh, we're going to kick things off with Love Live Sunshine Season 2. This one um, ran on Crunchyroll, ran for 13 episodes, done by Studio Sunshine. Uh, or Sunshine. <laughs> oh my Sunrise. Gosh, I got sunshine in my head like crazy right now. 
You want some sunshine right now, don't you? It's because it's been cold lately. No, I think it's one of those things where you just, you feel bad about something, so you keep bringing it up accidentally. Maybe it's that, just subliminal Guilty conscience. Yeah, there you go. Guilty conscience. <laughs> was done by Studio Sunrise, not Sunshine. Um, Sunshine, Sunshine would be an interesting studio. It'd be made up of nothing but cute Moe anime girls. Probably. Yeah, sources original. Genres are music, slice of life, and school. And yes, uh, for those who don't know, this is, of course, the second season of The Love Line Sunshine, which, of course, is a spinoff from the original Love Live, which we love to death, and we we adored, and we watched, and reviewed all those. You can check this out on our website as well. Uh, but, of course, this is a, pr- a sequel of that same s- area and time frame, because uh, it kind of opens up with Chica, who is a huge fan of, um, of uh, idols. And specifically, most of these characters that you kind of get involved with have some kind of connection with school idols, which, of course, having our previous members of the Muse in the original Love Live series, uh, they're all kind of, in some way or shape or form, they're all kind of um, inspired by the original school idols and specifically the Muse. Um, and to the point where most of these characters, some of them are third years, some of them are second years, some of them are first years. Uh, you kind of you find out that some of the third years in the first season, we found that some of the third years were uh, already had an idol group of their own, which kind of fell apart. Uh, of course, Chica being a first year, she's wanting to spring it up into action. And, um, you know, everybody's kind of connected in some way. But in the first season, we kind of had them all come together. Um, they all met each other. They made Aquars, their new, their new uh, idol group. And they're trying to basically save their school. And the school was going to be shut down because they don't have enough people admitting to it. And so they go and with the promise that if they succeeded in the uh, in the competitions that they would keep the school open. Well, opening up the second season, boop boop, that didn't work out. <laughs> they actually still are setting down the school. So they were supposed to get a hundred people to uh, apply to the school, and they missed it by one. Uh, but yeah, they they didn't they didn't succeed. So. Uh, even though Mari is still trying to get her father to not let the school get shut down, they're struggling to find some way of saving it. Uh, they still kind of have to keep going with things. So that is that is going into season two. And I think uh, one of the things that we were kind of most, you know, upset about with the first season was that there wasn't much character development happening with the characters. And I think they did a little more job trying to get into the characters this season, which was, you know, something that was felt that it was promised to us, not really promised to us, but expected to us, and I think they kind of successfully did that with several of the characters, so that was something that was kind of refreshing about this season uh, going into it. But I will let Chris start. <laughs> um, this one, I'm I'm extremely frustrated with. I, I went into this hoping, f- I, with the first season, we, or the, okay, first season of this, this core or this part let, let's be clear the sunshine part um w- when when it came in it it kind of caught me um fairly quickly and then it kind of had a little dip if i remember right and then towards the end they had totally won me over and i was very very happy and very excited about going into this season with this particular season i found myself having a very hard time at the very beginning mostly because um as as we've pointed out before when we go into the first first episode, it felt like all the characters were just amped up to just ridiculous levels. 
Um, so much so that I don't, I don't know if, do you remember if Ruby was saying her name on air, the end of everything at the, in the first season? I don't recall, but I was having the problem with her and having her palms on her chin all the time, which I don't remember being the first season. So <laughs> it, 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 it's so much that they're, they're ramped up so much that they, it, it felt like Ruby randomly started. I know that she likes to talk to in, in third person. So and that, and that's possible. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it seemed very off for her of, of all the characters. And, and, and I'm just using that as an example that, that it, it's just that it was just so over the top. It, it made it very hard for me to much get into what they were talking about because I was so, and I'm not, I'm not one to be really bothered by quirks. Quirks usually are something that I find endearing in a lot of cases, but at the same time, I do know that there is a limit for a character when it comes to a quirk. And this show, uh, at least this season, absolutely just didn't even cross the line. They flew over it by far. And that's probably my biggest frustration after that, it, it goes into the stories, which the stories themselves, because there was a couple of really good ones. I, in particular, I loved the sisters, um, but, and, and I definitely was tearing up towards the end. I really do. I did really love these characters and I, I, I did like seeing the, the progression of the story and the bittersweet ending that they had at the end, but I did have a very hard time keeping going with the show it just never quite gripped me never quite caught the shine of the first season and so that that's really where i am as a whole on this one yeah i I think sadly saint snow had probably the best character development in the entire segment and the best story too um i really did enjoy saint snow story i enjoyed uh ruby's involvement with them i thought that was a fantastic little story that was kind of mixed in there was okay with the dog story but other than that i really didn't care really much for any of the particular character stories, even though I did want them. They weren't really compelling stories. There was really no depth to them. I, I think my biggest issue that I had with, um, and I, I sort of had it with the first season, but especially in this season, was, yeah, the quirks being kind of ramped up to 5,000. Uh, they could never seem to shut up. It's really a case of that added with all of the very uh, cheesy and scripted little segments of them yes it's scripted technically it is scripted it but you have characters that are supposed to be portrayed as real characters acting like they're scripting out of something that's where i have this kind of disconnect i had a huge disconnect with all these characters because they were always finishing each other's sentences they were always having some stupid speech over and over again chica was jumping up in the air and in in insane you know michael jordan levels uh, kids were shouting from the courtyard up to them on the roof, responding to what they were saying on the roof. All these little stupid things were making it feel, you know, not realistic. It didn't feel like they were real characters. They just felt like they were just reading off of lines and speeches to encourage each other over and over again or finishing each other's sentences. I mean, they had this whole segment where the character leaves the classroom and the person outside the classroom finishes the sentence and then they go around the hall and then somebody else continues the sentence and then they go downstairs and they go into the, the, the main hall and they, and somebody there continues the sentence. It's like, none of it feels real. It feels like some really long speech. How so, about a musical? Yes, there you go. It's a, the, the, it's a the, musical I mean, without listen, music. Yeah. <laughs> listening to what you're saying, it's almost like they, they, they were trying to, 
shifted into being a musical. And, but they weren't singing there. They weren't. It was just really like. Well, they did have. Don't the, worry. We're going to do this. And they go around the corner. Yes. We, together we can do this. And they go down the stairs. And if we just do this together, then it's going to happen. Well, uh, I mean that mu- musicals do that in general. And yes, there is the musical aspect. And, and towards the end of each episode, they did have a quote-unquote musical a song and it was a different song for every episode so and and it almost felt like what i didn't what wasn't really gathering at the beginning was that the end of the episodes were a part of the story actually um and that kind of threw me off because before then it yeah they would do different numbers but it wasn't really a part of the story each one of these endings were a part of the story and I'm wondering if maybe they were trying to go for a different feel in general, and and we just and at least me, I wasn't getting it. But I I don't know. I, I just I think that it being a musical would make more sense if because that is one of the things that musicals do. P- random people will randomly finish a conversation that doesn't make any sense that they're talking. But And I didn't think about that until you were mentioning that. Yeah, if it was in harmony, if it was um, a song, if it was some kind of rhythm to it, I would right. see that, but I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just just feel good, which I, I think is fine. I think they're very cute characters. It still looks really great. The characters are really cute. They're adorable. I want to hug them. It's just they didn't feel like characters that I would get stuck into with the drama. So when the drama beats hit, it's like, I don't really care. Like Chris was mentioning, there's a particular point. I'm not going to say where. It gets really heavy. And it's like, yeah, I can kind of see that. But was I feeling the heaviness because it's cute characters being upset? Or was I upset because I wanted these characters to succeed and they were having a problem? I I go with number one. And that's sad because that means that the characters were not writ, wrote to connect to me and that's that's the sad thing that comes out of it um the music was great though i thought that all the music was fantastic i loved every single one of them uh i, I think that's one of the thing that always ends up shining with uh love live in general is just really good music um i just couldn't really get much out of, outside of that so um yeah i don't want to beat to death but i i did enjoy the the van flying scene they kind of mixed et with scooby-doo and that was kind of weird um and i did get a huge problem with an entire episode devoted to we're going to do this in secrecy so nobody knows so that we can surprise them and then everybody joins in somehow and knows a song. <laughs> so I was like, what? Why are they all singing right here? Uh, like I said, it just keeps... It, I don't normally have those things bother me and I, I get really upset when I hear other people and those things are bothering them and it, I don't get it. So I know that that frustrates people and I, I apologize, but that's just my opinion so I have to go with it. So... Not much else to say. Like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to beat it to death. I think it's still a great uh, idol show. I I just think that the characters weren't there. They didn't feel realistic to me. So well, I connect. I mean, but, uh, I mean, in the end, it's good music. So to put it in perspective, this is probably the weakest of the four seasons per se. I mean, that's really. I mean, where I fall on it. It's not that it. I absolutely hate it. It's just it was the weakest. That's uh, Love Life Sunshine 2. Let's let's move on. Run away from this. <laughs> let's go into Love is Like a Cocktail. Uh, this is a short series called uh, Osake wa Fufu ni Nate Kara. Streamed on Crunchyroll. Ran for 13 episodes with 3 minutes each. Was uh, done by studio creators in Pac Tokyo. Based off of a web manga. And the genres are Slice of Life, Comedy, and Romance. 
And this one follows uh, Chisatsu. Chisatsu. <laughs> Chisato, who is a uh, office worker. And then when she goes home from a busy day of work, she goes home to her husband, Sora, who is a cocktail uh, bartender. He used to be a bartender. And I, I think he kind of helps still, but he's pretty much a stay-at-home husband. And uh, when she comes home, she's really tired. She will He will whip her up some kind of uh, drink that she can enjoy because she's actually really likes her liquor. So, and then she drinks it and then she's an says a say and then takes her hair and lets it out and then relaxes. Pshew. She gets drunk real quick. <laughs> she could not hold her liquor. I think, it, I think it touches her tongue and goes right in the veins or something. Um, but yeah, very short series. Nothing really to say about story-wise. Just, you know, she'll have an issue. She comes home. He'll make a drink. They'll explain the drink. Um, Usually because, gives the ingredients for you yeah. so that you can recreate it. And then they play the other half of the show with the outro, which is a lemon guy driving a motorcycle. Best lemon <laughs> guy driving a motorcycle ever. Worse, because it takes up half the stinking show. <laughs> Well, I, I was saying it was the best because there is no other competition for that position. That, okay, <laughs> following, following. But you could be right as well because there's no one else in the competition. So that's, that's the best mass murderer ever. But that's not a good thing because it's a mass murderer. But it's the best one. So yeah, I can't really say that I got much out of this show. I, I do appreciate that it was a very cute couple, and I kind of wish that there was more there about that cute couple. But at the same time, I understand this is what they were going for, which is here's a laid back show to watch really quickly. She drinks something. She's attractive. The two of them love each other. Uh, you get to find out about the drink and move on. I'm not a big liquor person, so pretty much the other it's like half the show is that outro. And then like another quarter of it is talking about the drink. And then there's this one small bit that's about them to getting together and, and enjoying themselves. So. It's it's a short. I, I think it's it's sweet. I enjoy the couple, uh, but there really is much not much else there. I can't really say there was anything compelling here besides watch a girl get drunk in a cute couple. So would I be safe to say it's the best short of the season? Uh, that's pretty much the only one that we've got. <laughs> so uh, somebody might disagree with you if they watch some of the other ones. Uh, I I thought it was adorable. I really really uh, loved the the uh, the couple. I just cute so yeah just just cute yeah the, i i mean there's not really much to argue about as far as bads of the show i didn't really find anything bad about it the show i i thought they were adorable as a couple and i enjoyed watching them i like how we got like we actually got some backstory to them yeah i actually thought that was cute, adorable too so no it's bad because she was depressed and he got her drunk it's like this is so bad why does somebody think this is cute oh he was sweet to her he introduced her to alcoholism how is that cute chris how is that cute ah uh, i have a morbid personality I'm yeah right. you make it sound worse than it is it is bad <laughs> nothing about that's good Okay, he comforted her by giving okay, her. Now that by makes giving, it bad. <laughs> comforted her by giving her a downer. That's always a good idea. Don't do drugs, kids. Let's just scruff the crime dog. You better tell somebody. Anyways, sorry, that was a bunch of inside jokes. Anyways, let's move on. That was again was uh, love is like cocktail. Next one we have is anime Gattori's. This one streamed on Crunchyroll. 
ran for 12 episodes, done by studio WAO World, and the source's original genres are comedy and school. And this one follows Manoa, and Manoa goes to her new school, and, well, I don't think she's actually just going to the school, but you basically kind of meet each of the characters that she's kind of uh, running into in her classroom uh, as she's trying to figure out the name of a anime that she remembers from her childhood, because she doesn't watch anime, uh, but she does recall one show that she watched when she was really young. Uh, a, a girl in her class, which is like this really prissy, uh, very rich, very hard to confront kind of girl, uh, decides to take her off into uh, to another classroom and just starts divulging a whole bunch of stuff like, what's, do you love this show? Do you love this show? Do you love this show? This is a great show. And then Manoa kind of goes, wait, 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 I don't watch anime. <laughs> uh, so kind of, you know, basically the, the, the cat's out of the bag that Arusu, this, this richy girl, uh, really loves anime. And Manoa's like really, really enjoyed listening to Arusu talk about how much she loves anime. And so she kind of, you know, recommends, hey, why don't you open up, you know, go to the anime club and then you can talk to a bunch of people about your uh, anime enjoyment while well, they go to find out that the anime club is closed so they decide to start an anime club at this particular school and so they're kind of joined with other people there's kai who is this kind of chuny character that really loves shonen anime uh, there's erika who is a cosplayer miko who is really loves source material namely uh, light novels and koki who is really into idols so they each come together, join this club, and of course, <laughs> and they point out as being very tropey, the uh, the student council does not like the existence of the anime club and try to shut it down. So they have to fight back. So yeah, that is Anime Gattari's, the show that is so self-aware it's not even funny. Yeah, it's ridiculously <laughs> self-aware. I think the, the most of the enjoyment I got out of the show is definitely uh, in how it it does two different things. I'd say technically three different things. For one, it feels like it's trying to be an anime 101, where it's trying to explain anime to people that are into anime, because it kind of goes into anime creation. It goes into a lot of these things that we kind of take for granted knowing about how anime is made, uh, different groups that are putting together, the three-episode the three episode rule. Stuff like that's all kind of uh, mixed in there as being a, a 101. Was the three-episode rule on the th- third episode? I want to say it know. was. I want to say, yeah. <laughs> but it it kind of has a, a little bit of a one-on-one kind of feel to it where it's explaining things. And it has this kind of bit about, it almost feels like the creators trying to, uh, <laughs> it's almost like it's trying to set the people who are getting an anime straight before they get into those groups of people that talk about those things, like the three, three episode rule. Uh, it kind of plays, it kind of jokes about these little th- stigmas that are about the anime world that people criticize the anime w- or the anime creation for uh, even gets into like light novel versus uh, adaptation stuff like that. Just just throwing it out there. Did you love the Jump the Shark episode? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much Jump the Shark episode. Um, and then I, I guess the other bit is more in the idea of just straight up parroting uh, really popular anime that are out right now. Like they did a ton on ReZero. Uh, I remember the they were mentioning Rue Zero. Uh, they were mentioning the character Peckle Goose and uh, the other character Am. So it was it was really funny that they're kind of messing with these things. Uh, Emilia, or not Emilia, but it was Emily or something like that. So there's a lot of playoff of, of of spoofs of names and titles and stuff like that when they're talking about those shows because they're kind of using them as an example as they're talking about 
uh, a particular subject. Uh, so that all those kind of things mixed together just really made for a really fun show that was very self-aware and just not afraid to kind of make fun of itself, which is, you know, anime. Um, really cute character designs. It wasn't always looking great, um, but I, I did appreciate the kind of uniqueness to a lot of the character designs. Um, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I will say that probably about the... It was the point in which they had the whole thing with the president of the school or the the um, principal of the school. About then on, which is pretty much where it could literally completely jump the shark, it kind of started losing me. And I, it's not so much that it kind of feels like it gets lost. It, it's one of those things where it's when a show no longer has the... the it it kind of goes from the realm of, yeah, this kind of feels like, you know me with a bunch of other friends talking about anime to, okay, now this is fairy tale land, basically. Um, it kind of goes crazy and, and wild with it, uh, with its characters and the world they're kind of in. So, and it's not so much that it, it goes that route that kind of loses me. It's more of the idea that a lot of the humor and everything kind of gets left behind and it gets more into pseudo serious. I'm not gonna say it's going serious, but it's kind of just going silly to the point that I, I just, I'm not following it anymore. So, it does, it does really have a shaky last few episodes, but the rest of it I really, really enjoyed. So I don't hold it too far against it. I think if you're looking for a show that's really funny, uh, that is in the context of anime, spoofing it, uh, parodies, um, issues about the fandom and, and, the, and the industry itself, I think that's all kind of mixed in there very well. So um, for all those things, I really enjoyed it. I think that this show was a... A con- almost to me, it felt like it was a conversation between the, at least me as an otaku and the the person who was writing the story, and I I I I like that about it in in its aspect of like like Andrew was mentioning the first few episodes being a a conversation of hey we are aware of what what you have as far as um, criticisms of what we are doing and it's it, and 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 I I like that as as a communication between us and the and the and the writer. So I I I did appreciate that and and then at the same time I loved the fact that they were poking fun at us saying you guys are are over exaggerating this part or this part or this is don't we like this and this is the reason why we like this and 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 it and it was having that conversation. The last ep- few episodes I is is such a weird thing because I want to say that I understood what it was trying to do. It was, it almost felt like it was just an extension of the first few episodes only to a more extreme. And yes, it it is literally jumping the shark, no matter how you look at it. I I, I will admit that even though uh, I did have my issues with that, I, I loved like the, the, the subtlety of like entering when the when the world starts shifting, I really did like that. Besides the whole rain in the office part, which was kind of like, what what are we even doing here? Well, yeah, the rain in the but office the whole, was like left field, and I was like, what the heck are we yeah. doing here? The whole segment where Manoa starts seeing things are changed. That episode was hilarious. I yeah. will admit that I I kind of got those in position wrong. And then they even and then they even like stepping out. off the the edge of the frame, <laughs> and she's like, wait. It just went blank, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Wait, we were just in PE. Why are we in the classroom?" Those things. It was, and, and that's what I'm saying is it. It did feel like they were trying to communicate the next part of what they were already trying to communicate, and it, it's it. 
but at the same time, I do think a lot of it was lost in the fact that it was so random. And I, so half of me loves the last few episodes and half of me hates the last few episodes, mostly because it was just so out there. And so, I mean, like I said, I loved the fact that, the, like Andrew was saying, art style that changes. <laughs> the art style changes. And then the fact that they were literally pointing it out, both with Manoa or, and one of the other characters who actually said, oh, we're, I think it was the cat, wasn't it? The cat pointed out the fact that we're jumping the shark here or something like that. And yeah, I think so. And, and it, so they were, they, it, it was very self-aware of the fact that they were doing this and, and that's why I say I think that they were trying to communicate something there, and and I think half of it was lost, mostly because of the randomness that was going on at the same time. If you've got so many things going on, you're trying to follow what's going on, you're gonna lose track of what it is that they're the communication that they're trying to portray to you, and. Maybe it was just as simple as we're the writers and we have a story we want to tell. If you will sit here with it, we'll get to the story. I mean, I, I loved at the end of the episode that um, she she's breaking down and the sister says, you know, don't worry, it's almost over. The, the moments like that, it was like, we're we're going to get through this story. And it's like, yeah, I see that, but you're still losing a lot of what you were trying. You, all the all the goodwill that you built at the beginning of this show is kind of lost in these last few episodes because you're just going so far off the end. Yeah, what sucks is I I was really thinking that it was going to be a thing of um, somebody getting losing track of what's real and what's anime. I thought so and too. I, 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 I thought that would have been really, really fun, but it kind of just doesn't do that. So when when they popped it, when she went into the the club room and she started talking about uh, trying to explain it to them as to what was going on, and I, at that point I was like, okay, maybe that's not the direction we're going. Maybe there's another direction which I can see as being a really cool direction, but they never quite got there. It, it just got to this one little spot, and it was like no, we got another thing that we're trying to tell in the story. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's just go with that. He just wanted to change his name. He just wanted to change his name. <laughs> he just wanted, <laughs> just wanted to change his name. Dang it. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun though. I, I think if you're really into anime, um, what, what sucks is I think this is one of those ones that will probably lose a lot of its flavor once, you know, these, the freshness of these shows kind of go away. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's making a lot of reference to like shows here and now. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a great show. I I think for like Andrew, I I don't know that I would say it would be a beginner anime. I would say it would be more of an intermediate one that after you've gotten that initial high of being a um, an otaku and you and you start to think maybe I'm an otaku. This is about the time that you should watch this show. Is just right there so that you can understand what it what entails being an otaku and and then you can have that little co- communication with the with the writers and and them telling you what what they think of what the otaku culture is i so i i do think it has its place but i, I and i don't think it's it would be as dated as 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 you would think i think that it it well i mean, I mean all, a lot of reference i mean how they you think somebody you know 10 years from now is going to recognize ru zero unless they make like Five seasons of Free Zero. 
Well, I did. I I, I caught right away the 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 uh, the kids running by the little girl. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that's that's only because it just recently showed up on Crunchyroll, and so of course I had to watch it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the other the other the one the the one that got the kick out of the most, I think, was probably uh, for those who don't know, Maya or not Maya. I'm sorry, uh, Yui, who is uh, the friend of Manoa. She's voiced by the same Seiyu that does Megaman from uh, Konosuba. And she literally, they they had her be one of the voices of the anime that she, they were making. And the character that she was portraying was a magician who liked explosions. <laughs> so I was like, wow, they literally had the Seiyu play a character who was voicing a spoof from Konosuba. That was that was nuts. Um, so many meta levels there. So that's, that's great. No, I, I'm not saying that it's a, it's a beginner anime or it's, it's that. I, I What I was saying is that it feels like they have these three segments and one's being like, it almost feels like a one-on-one to anime because they're literally, they're talking about basic stuff when they're explaining it to Manoa and to have the detail in which they go into explaining to Manoa these elements of anime, it makes you feel like they're trying to explain to the viewer what those elements are. So I... I don't think it's it's really fit for that. I think it's more for yeah, if somebody's comfortable in watching a few shows, um, they might be able to to follow a lot of that stuff. So it's an introduction to because if you don't because <laughs> if you don't have at least some kind of knowledge there, you're not going to get a lot of the references. Like I don't even watch Yao Mushi Pedal, and I got the references to that. I got a lot of the references to a lot of the other sports animes they have there, and I don't even watch those ones. So maybe there's just a slight awareness of that's of and that's where i think it started to jump the shark because that was a about the first point that i was like okay this is a little crazy rocket boots <laughs> <laughs> rocket boots yeah it gets, it gets weird yeah and the mecha gigantic mecha legs and all that kind of stuff so and i even went with it and that's i think that's why i would uh, and we didn't even care I, about the talking cat because that's normal on the <laughs> even when it's a normal show exactly it was like okay i i i swallowed the the cat didn't swallow the 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 sports show or this sports episode but for some reason the the principle and the rain didn't work for me at all and that's when i was starting to go okay we're not going for realism at all in this show <laughs> i didn't know you had chinese food Huh? I didn't know you had Chinese food. I had Chinese food. You said you swallowed the cat. I swallowed that cat. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. Sorry. Anyways, anything else for Animagatari's? I there. I think there's plenty to talk about, but I think we should go ahead and leave that for the review. <laughs> oh, the the review. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah, that's what I said. We leave what we just said as the review. Uh, okay, I got you. I, I got you. Um, also, shout out to the the best uh, butler ever. Hey, he's awesome. The dude was like making an and anime. Then he made, yeah, mind, I, I guess that's spoiler. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, he was cool. Was it Sebastian? Sebas. Sebasu. Sebas. Sebasu. Something like that. Sebas. Oh gosh. I dropped it. So can we skip? I have not much that I can say. <laughs> I dropped it, and that, if that doesn't say it a lot, I don't know what will. Oh gosh. The next show we have is Wake Up Girls Season 2, or Wake Up Girls Shinso. This one streamed on Crunchyroll, ran for 13 episodes, technically only 12, I think, something like that. I don't know, something like that, because they, they skipped an episode because they did some live thing, so I don't know. Uh, the studio is Milipensi, which I hate now. Source is an original. <laughs> Genres are music and drama. 
And this one, for those that missed the first season of Wake Up Girls, basically follows a bunch of girls who work for this uh, kind of out of nowhere uh, production studio or producers who are transitioning to wanting to do magic or not magical girls to a <laughs> more fun, probably <laughs> transitioning from what they were currently doing to actually promoting uh, idols. So they decided, okay, go out there and find a bunch of girls and bring them here. We're going to make an idol group and they bring a bunch of girls together and they make wake up girls, which was aptly named after a interesting little shop. But yeah, uh, the Wake Up Girls are this group of girls who then go out and try to make success in the world. They're kind of out in the sticks, and they're kind of their competition is this group called the I One Club, and they're this like this big gigantic corporation with tons of girls that come in and out of the door. It's like a revolving door. They're very strict, and they eventually go and they compete with them. And the second season is pretty much the same thing. They're trying to find success. At the same time, they are implementing pretty much this element of people moving from idols to virtual idols. That's about all I've really gathered from being the main gist of the season was that this V idol was uh, taking people's attention away from the actual idols. Uh, the I one club was seeing huge downclines. They were uh, getting rid of a lot of the groups and they're almost seemed like they were closing up. So, uh, so it ends up turning into, you know, trying to recapture uh, the world of people and to enjoying idols again. So, And at the same time, they introduce uh, three new girls that are huge fans of the Wake Up Girls, and they eventually push themselves into uh, being able to join uh, as a member and be- make their own little group, which ends up becoming Run Girls Run. So, yay! New idols added to the mix. <sighs> this show is was absolutely infuriating. Um, I was actually looking forward to this one over uh, Love Life Sunshine Season 2. I actually had a lot more uh, interest into these characters more than I did with Sunshine, so that was easy pick for me. Uh, we actually watched the first season before this season came out just so that I would be caught up and I'd be able to watch this one. So like I said, I was really, really looking forward to this. Unfortunately, they apparently changed studios and the new studio... Uh, did basically two main things. One, they changed the character designs. They tried to make them a lot more chunky-looking, more moe-looking. And at the same time, the other change they made was they removed the need for in-betweens. So, uh, less movement, <laughs> less, desire, less desire to make things move. Uh, we also had the inclusion of new characters, such as the outside of the building wall... And Feet, which was seen to be two of the new main characters of this show. Um, so, while it is about idols, I do think it is also about brick and mortar and stilettos. So, that's... Yeah. <laughs> what, what sucks is, I like I said, I wanted to love this show. I, wanted, I was looking forward to it very, very much so. Um, I enjoyed the characters, and I was looking for what they could do with them going on forward. Uh, but unfortunately what it seems like was that this was purely a cash grab. They just wanted to continue on, I don't know, uh, like an advertisement for people to continue to see them as existing and to introduce new, uh, their new idol group. Uh, and it really showed because it looked like they had no care for the characters. They looked like they had no care for the show itself. It looked like they were just throwing something together, uh, 
you barely ever got to see the characters because, like I said, you were seeing walls. And I couldn't connect with anything that was happening on the screen because I wasn't in the experience. I wasn't seeing the characters. I wasn't seeing them move. I wasn't seeing them react. I was just seeing nothing. And that's why it fails for me. I I am absolutely infuriated by it. I am very upset with the, the studio that worked on this, and I have nothing good to say at all. So there you go. Like I said, I, I like I said, I dropped it. I literally this this Wake Up Girls went from literally my favorite idol group to being very very frustrated in it with this season. I can't I can't suggest it because it just literally going into it. I could tell, like Andrew was saying, they didn't care about these characters. And there should have been a lot of love for these characters. If you're going to do a story about these characters, you should have some kind of love. And I didn't feel like there was any love. They, 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 and, and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I may be exaggerating because I, I, I didn't feel any love. The, the, there, it didn't feel like they were getting ready to tell any story. Andrew had mentioned the, these other girls that, yeah, they randomly popped up, but it didn't seem like they were, they were sup- I now I know that it was to introduce these characters, but, but that's even more frustrating because you're using these girls as a platform to introduce new girls, which I don't mind if there was a torch pass later, but I was told that this is Wake Up Girls, the second season of Wake Wake Up Girls, not a let's introduce the new girls. Do something different with it. I mean, but at at any rate, like I said, like Andrew said, I I don't like this uh, studio. They didn't they did not do justice to a show that I had a lot of love for. Yeah. Interesting trivia. If you guys watch uh, Death March. Kara Hajimeru Esukai Kosokuku, which is Death March to the Parallel Rhapsody, World Rhapsody, which is currently airing with the winter 2018 season. Uh, they actually have Wake Up Girls doing the intro and or Run Girls Runs doing the intro and, and Wake Up Girls doing the outro, which is kind of interesting. Um, some positivity here. No, what really sucks is that when they started introducing the, uh, the V-Idol thing, I was like, this is a really cool route for them to take an idol show. The idea of everybody, them losing customers because those customers are now interested in these, what they would kind of call them these soulless uh, and lifeless robotic, you know, AI dancing creatures. So it's like, that's my Hatsune Miku. Don't make fun of her. Um, but at the same time, that was that's one of those things that I've kind of, Every now and then when I'm watching an idol show, I kind of think about that. Because, like, every now and then I'll go to play Hatsumiku and I'm going to going, wow, cool. I wonder if they'll ever do a story where, you know, this is the new idol and that everybody kind of leaves it behind. Because technically, uh, when they show V-Idol on the stage and stuff like that, she's literally just like Hatsumiku. When she does her performances, they do concerts just like that. Um, she even did some – she even does them in America. Um, to have something like that take their attention more than, you know – these actual girls is an interesting concept. It's just, I couldn't see anything (laughs) and I couldn't care because I was frustrated the entire time I was watching. So any kind of shred of story they could have had there wasn't portrayed. Now I do know that I heard a lot of people bashing the original wake up girls because it looked bad. And I remember when we watched the Blu-ray, which is the first experience I had with it, I thought it looked okay. So, Maybe 
all the stuff will get fixed with the Blu-ray? I don't think so, because they're going to have to basically rehaul the entire show. So I don't see the Blu-ray fixing any of this stuff. Um, I hope so, because then maybe whatever story they were looking to tell there that I couldn't follow because I was so frustrated with the stupid show um, will be um, fixed with that. So keep that in mind. If you're listening to this review and the Blu-ray's out, I, we don't know. We don't know if all this stuff is fixed. Um, I do know that the, the CGI was terrible as usual. Um, oh, I forgot to mention with the uh, Wake Up Girls, or not Wake Up Girls, uh, Love Like Sunshine. I think the CGI is doing a lot better now. I am a lot less furiated by the, or a lot less bothered by the CGI in, in uh, Sunshine than I used to be. Um, sadly, Anime Gotteries did a idle dance routine with CGI, and it looked better than Wake Up Girls. That's sad. <laughs> Sorry, that's sad. What else has Millipinsy done? I, I, I literally, I want to know if I'm going to forever hate, hate this, this studio, if they've actually done something good. Let's see here. Oh, they did Berserk. That's right. <laughs> with Gimba. Um, yeah, they've really done nothing but TQ. So stick with TQ, please. Please just stick with TQ. Don't ever, don't ever touch idols again. Do, do TQ and Berserk. Well, one of them will never watch anything from them again if they keep up with <laughs> destroying your idol shows. With doing TQ. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's true. If, if I all they ever do is TQ, I'm perfectly fine because that's a show that I never watch. So I'm, go. I'm good with that. We're good. We're good. Uh, I know that, that was... people like it. That's fine. Yeah, that was uh, Wake Up Girl Season 2. Sorry for the negatives this season. <laughs> this this part did not plan this at all well this this part's not gonna be bad um welcome to the ballrooms our next one or ballroom e yokoso this one streamed on amazon ran for 24 episodes done by studio production ig sources of manga these dramas are comedy sports drama romance school and shonen and this one follows tatara who is basically doesn't really have any kind of ambitions i think right at the beginning he's being scolded for kind of needing to do something um, so he, as he's kind of walking home from school, he runs into a studio that actually teaches ballroom dancing and this guy saves him from a bunch of guys that are trying to mug him. And this guy's name Kaname and he follows him into his studio and come to find out that it is again, a ballroom, uh, dancing training facility and, or just a ballroom that they teach ballroom dancing. And, uh, Tatra decides to kind of he gets interested in it and decides to join and to learn how to do ballroom dancing. Of course, he doesn't have any money, so he's kind of uh, trying to figure out ways to make money so he can pay them. But uh, he starts dancing, and he really enjoys it. And he meets a bunch of other people who are already into ballroom dancing, uh, ends up making rivals and learning about partnerships and on into competitions. Yeah. You want to start things off? Sure. Sure. I absolutely love this show. I thought it did absolutely great. Uh, captured a the essence of um, kind of a. Let's see. Let's let's before I go jumbling out a whole bunch of stuff all at the same time and not making any sense. Okay. I love the way the story went through from the first season into this season. It it, it really kept a very solid through line all the way through. Um, Kept some great character interactions, some uh, give and take in relationships. I really loved the um, the the character stories that they had in here sprinkled in um, when they went into their kind of per se tournaments. I I, I don't want to say tournaments 
mostly because it wasn't really, it was one competition. And I think that, if anything, is probably my biggest beef with this show. Not, not that I think it really detracts from the show, but it, it would be the only beef that I truly have with this show. And that's that the 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 competition went a little bit long. I uh, you, I think that entire second season was literally that one competition. Would I be wrong on that? It felt like it. So I I I do think that if anything that there was no real reprieve. Now there was a lot of a lot of character changes in there. There was a lot of. Um, storytelling for the characters and and it and it dug into a lot of that and uh the rivals and got to talk talk to them it it did a lot of breakdowns of the different uh things that they were doing on the dance floor and it, and I did get a lot out of it it it's just I I I I do think that that being dragged out for a good several episodes 18 to 24 18 to 24 so literally 8 episodes so, or is that six? Um, I my math sucks. About six. Um, so yeah, that that is a good chunk of time that you're investing in one event, and in some cases it's not a bad thing, and in other cases I do think it is a detractor because at some point you get tired of just seeing the same thing over and over and over again, and I think that that is effectively what you're getting is. The dance, and they're telling you that they're doing something else, but you're not really doing seeing that. You're seeing a dance. So I, in one respect, I do, I I I love it, but I just that is my my biggest detraction. I, let, let me just put it that way. Other than that, I thought it was a great show, a lot of fun. I ha- I enjoyed, like I said, the character interactions, the changes, and I just great. I loved it. Goody, I don't feel as bad as I thought I was going to feel. <laughs> um, I, For one, I want to say this show opened up so well. It, it it did such a great job of, you know, exploring Tatara, really having nothing, finding something to aspire for, uh, being inspired by somebody and trying to seek that out, uh, going through the struggles of you're not going to be perfect throughout the gate. Unfortunately, it does still kind of fall into the usual kind of shonen tropes where it's like, oh, there's something special about him that he can do that makes him able to progress a little bit quicker. Um, but I didn't mind it so much because it kind of helped him kind of speeds up the process because technically, you know, you can't have him be thrown right on onto the, the floor out the get go. He has to have something that kind of helps him push forward quickly. Um, I absolutely loved Mako and Gaju's story. I thought... Tatara with them too was absolutely fantastic. I love the whole element of Mako and, and Tatara kind of teaming up together, um, them trying to help each other, kind of seeing Tatara shine in what he does best, seeing Mako uh, basically become this big flower that is bloomed in the middle of this uh, the stage. All that stuff was just absolutely beautifully portrayed. Um, I, th- I think one of my favorite moments in the entire season, and I think probably... One of my favorites, at least in my top ten of the entire year of of twenty seventeen, was was Tatara and, and Mako doing their dance in the uh, in the park. I thought that was a beautiful scene, absolutely beautifully portrayed. Um, my struggles with the show kind of start beginning with Chinatsu. 
Um, I think that the story of Chinatsu and Tatara was really cool. I thought Chinatsu's issues was really well portrayed. It makes sense to me the way that they explained her story and what she struggles with. Um, I think it just starts losing me when it gets around to when they start competing together. Uh, maybe the later parts of them training as well. But later parts of them training and them going into the competition, which was that last seven episodes of the season, uh, was where it started losing me. Cause, just because I... I felt that their story just got repetitive. I, I really, it felt like it was, it was, it was just kind of spinning its wheels, chasing its tail, whatever you want to call it. Um, basically, discuss, discussing the same struggle over and over again. It was pounding it in my head. What was wrong with Shinatsu? What was wrong with Tatara? And them trying to somehow, you know, come together and sync, which is obviously not going to be too easy. And I understand that it's going to take. Uh, uh, there's going to be a struggle there, but over time it, it, it got, it started wearing on me and I got tired of it. So um, I do agree with Chris. I, I thought that a lot of these stories that were mi mixed in that later competition was great. I loved uh, uh, Kajimia. His story was just absolutely cool. I, I thought it was not, um, not trying too hard. It had a pretty cool little story in there that was, that had some impact to it. Um, but uh, outside of that, the animation, everything, it kind of struggles with the same issues that uh, Yuri and Ice did, and I completely understand it. It, it is very I, – I give them all the credit in the world for being able to animate these uh, these dance routines, and a lot of them look spectacular. Uh, one of the things that captured me in the first few episodes was the animation of these characters just doing basic uh, maneuvers on the on the dance floor. A lot of that stuff was beautiful, and then add the, the, the sound effects to it, you can literally – it feels like you're there listening to him kind of sliding his foot across the ground and clapping his shoe to the floor. It looked great. It sounded great. Uh, great music kind of mixed in there as well. So the pre presentation and the directing is just top notch. Um, I cannot say enough about how much this show just did everything right in those regards. Um, it was just really the, those later episodes with that competition that was pretty much probably the only uh, struggle that I had with this show. And which sucks because it is one of those things that kind of leaves a really bad taste in my mouth going into the later parts of it. I was, I, Chris was still loving it and I'm going, crap, I, th it's losing me. And I, and I was, I was frustrated because <laughs> similar to wake up girls, I love this show so much. Mako's story was absolutely fantastic. Introducing Chinatsu was great. I don't like her personality, but that's fine. I enjoy the story they're telling. And to start losing me, it's like, I, I feel so frustrated because I love this show so much and I want to, you know, chant it from the tallest mountain, but you're losing me now. What are, what are we doing here? So it, it does kind of concern me as to where this story will go from going forward. It, granted, it is technically uh, caught up. It, it technically went past uh, the released mangas for uh, the the original source material. Uh, do, but you think that, do you think that that was more because of a kind of a... Um trying to make it into a chapter end at the end of the competition and maybe they extended that out a few more episodes to kind of and added in a little bit more I don't, I don't necessarily think so because i don't it's not so much that it feels like it's repeating itself it's just that it's hitting on the same marks in different ways so i don't feel that it's ever uh technically going oh well she's so heavy because he popped my back she's so heavy because he popped my back. No, it's kind of telling the issue in a different way. So I don't feel that it was like they were extending it. Maybe they, they, they drug out some of the scenes a little bit longer than usual, but 
I don't think anything was put in there that wasn't in there before, if that makes sense. Yes and no. Because I I I I I loved the way that they ended the the uh the competition. I, I liked that Tatara and, and, and Chinatsu did finally come to a for lack of a better term, a uh two they came together as a a single unit for their their dancing and and that was kind of the apex of the show. The the problem is is that it did feel like they were kind of treading over things that they had already treaded on. And it didn't like I said, it the the ending didn't didn't spoil it for me f- per se. It, I I still enjoyed it all the way through, but I do I do see that there is this aspect of the, like like one in particular thing that they they literally were already treading on it at the beginning of the season. They had talked about the the two bodies melding into one, for lack of a better term. They already had talked about it at the beginning of the the, fir- the second season, and now they were t- they were talking about it mid towards the end of the the competition, and it was like we we're already gone over this. Now, I it probably wouldn't be so bad, but there is this aspect of okay, he it should have been just something he noticed he, and and moved on. They they didn't need to spend another twenty minutes talking about it. Does that make sense? Or showing it over and over again. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> really it's, weird way of showing it. <laughs> it, it. And that's my that's my thing. I I still love it. I still love the fact that he was pushing. They were him and Chinatsu were pushing through their issues that they were having on the floor and getting to this ultimate goal of whatever happened at the end of the the con, the the uh, competition. But we still had to go over this, which we already knew that Chinatsu and Tatara were having problems. We didn't. We already knew that they were not in sync, and it felt like literally all the things that we went through in the beginning of the show and the beginning of the season, all that stuff we had to retread during the the competition. Which I don't mind a little bit of. Okay, this is how we get over this. I don't mind a little bit of that, but retreading it for an entire episode, which is what I felt like in a lot of cases. I'm, I, I'm using that as an exaggeration, I know, but in a lot of cases, that's how I felt in a, in some of these situations. But it still told the story, still went through it, still pre- presented it well, and it and I still kept going through it and still loving it all the way through. You know, the other reason why I think I started kind of mellowing out with this show in later parts. I didn't have any more bird faces to make fun of. It's like they toned down the bird faces. That that I will that I will say, as much as I praise this show for visuals and what they kind of did with everything, um, did not like the bird faces. I thought that was way over the top with expressions and I got over the necks. You had to get you had to get your bird faces in. <laughs> I, I kind of got over the necks. Um I still think it looks really weird when one scene they don't have a long neck and the next scene it's the giraffe thing, but um, I do want to mention that that is going to be a struggle for people coming to the show. Um, I, I just, I would just say the bird faces chill out and the necks, I think you get used to unless they tone that down too. And I didn't notice it. Um, but they get, they get a little crazy with that stuff. So the bird faces were bad. <laughs> I just, every time it happened, I go, ah, there's a bird face again. Ah, I think the uh, worst was Kiyoharu. Yeah, Kiyohara did a lot of it, so I think that's probably why it toned down is because he was he kind of disappeared for a little bit. So, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my, my whole point there was the idea that technically if uh, we won't be getting another adaptation for a while just because they technically went beyond the manga um, and he was catching up at the time that it was releasing the last episodes. Um, so it's going to be a while before he's technically going to be able to release enough to um, adapt again. So, um, but I would, I would definitely enjoy seeing this come back just, to, just to kind of hope that beyond this, it goes back into more of the characters because that's technically always been my thing with, with competition shows and sports shows. Is I, I enjoy the characters more than the competitions itself, just because for one, I, I don't, I don't think they really portray the competitions well enough just because half the time I'm going, I, they're having to explain things, but they're not really showing things. And I understand why they can't show everything because they're technically going to kill themselves animating it. But, um, budgets are budgets. So <laughs> yeah, really cool show. Um, uh, like I said, it, it kind of, it kind of drooped down for me in those last seven or so episodes, which kind of sucks in a long running episode, but, or show, but it did, did everything else really cool. And Mako's best girl. So yeah. I think he gave you Mako. I adored her. She was adorable. I adored her to death. Tatra, Tatra is an idiot for, for letting God you have her. But yeah, that's uh, welcome to the ballroom. Hope yeah, you guys enjoyed. he should have totally started doing an ostrich thing and you know standing ah, over her and going, "You get away from to my the bird girl." Face. To the bird face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next one we have is elegant yokai apartment life or yokai apartment no yuga na nichijo. This one streamed on Crunchyroll for 26 episodes, done by studio Shin-E Animation. Uh, the source is a light novel, or novel, sorry. What are the ones that one of the others? Uh, genres are Slice of Life, Mystery, and Supernatural. This one follows Yushi Inaba, who, you correct me if I ever get anything wrong here because it's been a while, uh, who, uh, he wants to move away from uh, the family that he's staying with because it's not I his totally forgot about numbers. that. <laughs> Why do I remember these things? Why because it's been, been a year since I... The beginning of this show was, what, a half year ago? Dang. It's sad that I remember these things. He does. Uh, he's living with these people that are not actually his his parents and whatnot, and he wants to move out because, for some reason, the the girl there really hates his guts. Um, he's going to go be going to a university where they do have some places that he can stay at. But unfortunately, just before he can go move in there, I'm pretty sure they probably brought up what started the fire eventually, huh? Did they eventually get into what started the fire? I'm assuming somebody started that fire to get him to go to the yokai place. Oh, no. Okay, anyways, but basically he was going to stay at stand on fire. And so uh, he he's like, I, I really don't want to stay here and commute to school because these people hate me. Um, I'm going to go find a place to stay. Uh, or at least the sister hates him. Um, but he So he goes out and he looks for a place. And they say, this place is really cheap. He ends up going there and come to find out as he starts kind of hanging out there. Uh, the place is full of yokai, and it seems to become some kind of uh, place where humans and yokai can live together, so to speak. And uh, so it begins his daily routine of running into different yokai, dangerous or not dangerous, and uh, uh, getting together with Akane, Akine, Akine Kuga, who is a exorcist who's really cute. So there you go. Is that a, is that a synopsis enough for you? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what? Oh, because you don't remember any of it or because I did it wrong? No, no, you were fine. Or because of my comments about Kuga. The sister didn't hate him. <laughs> I thought that was the reason why he wanted because the parents were fine with him she staying. Was mean she to was him. mean to him. She was mean to him. That is for a fact. Well, it's besides the point if he, if she, if it reveals later that she technically <laughs> never hated him. 
I'm just saying that's at pretty the much beginning where, of the show. That's pretty much where they she went. Hated him. <laughs> at the beginning of the show, she hated him. She was a jerk. Oh, this show, this show, this show. I really, really liked this show at first. <laughs> I was drinking. I really love this show at first. <laughs> I I don't know. At some point, I, I want to say the second About season. About the time Rhea Kajimia showed up and started being a psychotic chick. She, I, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh my gosh. It really did not like her at all. You had to show me that whole thing just because it was Rhea Kajimia. Well, no, I, I, it was a, it was a pretty good little scene for her. That was probably the best scene of the entire show for her. <laughs> oh my gosh. This show. Okay. Really, here's here's my my. What my does this show do? Let's let's start with that. What is this show actually doing? It give people the formula or the gist of what they're going to expect. At first, from it was, and this is what I said. What I really liked about this show was that it was kind of the yokai of the of the episode or arc um, kind of thing, where they they took a yokai and they kind of solved that curry and, and Akane's story was kind of an example where it would be a, a good little, um, the, the, the ghost boy is, is not, uh, was, was hated by his mom. And so she keeps coming back for, um, and she can't seem to move on with her or pass on to the later world. And so it, it, it started out as that. And, even in some of the later episodes, it was still doing that. It, yeah, it moved from from yokai. It would go back and forth between uh, people and go back to the yokai and go back to the people and go back to the yokai. And that's how they kind of juggled back and forth. It introduced some kind of crazy uh, uh, characters and delved into their story a little bit. But what I think really was kind of the killer it for this show was the first time it went in went kind of darker on a um on a person it did okay it tried to translate that into this yokai story per se it 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 was a for a lack of a better term uh, a person took in a lot of evil energy and effectively became a yokai in a real person's body. And that was okay when they were doing that. But then it kind of became a school drama. And that was not really the direction that I was expecting it to go. And it never really came back from that. And I think that was really the biggest problem that I had with it. It I, This show didn't sell itself as a school drama. And yes, I know there was still yokai elements in there, but it really did get stuck in the school drama and then a f- a random st- story in another world which really didn't fit even more than the school drama didn't fit so it's and got an isekai genre on there too yeah it, it, that's oh, what no. what ended I, it and it's not really an isekai it's it's just <laughs> they went to another world and did something there and it just it never really kind of captured the essence of what it had at the beginning. So I I really don't know that they had a lot of um, direction. I don't know if the maybe I'm sure that the novels do go in that direction, but even that I I don't think that the anime caught captured the essence of whatever the show was trying to portray. I think it's just trying not to be. Uh... 
That's me's book of friends. So it's trying to branch out. And, to other things. and that's that's what I'm thinking is maybe the novel itself was trying not to be Natsume's Book of Friend or one of those other. It was trying to do something unique to itself. And it does have things that are unique Our to Moros itself. Mononokian. Yeah, yeah. It, it does have things that are unique to it. I, I the he his special power per se is he's got a little book, and this little book has um kind of the card capture sakura thing and the uh, the natsume book of friends thing at the same time for a lack of a better term where he has these cards in this book and these cards are his powers so in a way it it's try it's got its own unique thing it's a spin on other things but it is still its unique thing and it does have this unique story that it wants to tell but in the process, it got bogged down in a couple things that I don't think was its thing. I think visually it looked all right at the beginning. Did it kind of stick to an okay? Yeah, it, it looked fine through the yeah. entire show. All right. Well, anything else for elegant yokai apartment life? If you like the the yokai stories, I think you'll be fine with it. Uh, just just be aware of the kind of latter episodes going in directions that I don't know that it really was the essence of the show. Take that for what it is. I think you're assuming we're going to have enough yokai shows watched that we can make a yokai episode. <laughs> uh, that'd be fun to make a top list of yokai shows. Um, spoilers, Natsumi's wins. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I guess technically Mushishi isn't really yokai. It's more just these weird Mushishi. Well, I guess I don't know if you would quantify would. a Mushi as a... I would, I because I think it's doing the same thing. That, that's for another episode. <laughs> okay, entire episode of its own. Um, next one we have is Magical Circle Guru Guru, or Mahojin Guru Guru 2017 version. Because uh, technically they've done this before. Uh, this is just the 2017 version of Magical Circle Guru Guru. Uh, this one streamed on Crunchyroll, ran for 24 episodes, done by Studio Production IG. Source is a manga, and the genres are adventure, comedy, magic, fantasy, shonen. And this one follows Nikkei who is this boy living with his parents. And at some point, the king says, there is this great demon lord guy, and we need to stop him, and we need somebody to help. So the parents put him into a gigantic slingshot and shoot him off to the castle so that he can become a hero. <laughs> and come to find out, uh, he is the destined kid to be the hero, and he goes to meet Kukuri, who is this Guru Guru user, and they go off together on an adventure to stop the big bad. And thus starts our... JRPG trope infested adventure of comedy and romance and greatness of Juju. Uh, go watch it. There you go. Insert home run sound right here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Is that is that my audience noise? It sounds like a like a bad radiator fan or something. I this this show did. I, I I can't say it did one thing wrong. It literally had us laughing through the entire show. It just and and remember, comedy is subjective. I'm sure somebody is going to think this is just the worst show ever. It it absolutely floored us the entire show. It was so funny. They knocked it out of the park over and over and over again for 24 episodes, which 
I'm sure there was a couple of dead points, but it's hard to remember when those dead points were. It just was so funny over and over. It knocked it out of the park for me. I I thought it was great. Uh, The character designs were adorable. The characters themselves, except for one, were pretty much adorable. That's what that's one of those moments of of enjoyment. I know that Chris probably had this experience with uh, some of the shows that he got me to to watch after I'd given up on. Um, but I know this was one of those ones where when we were first talking about this one, I was I was excited for it just because it looked like uh, um, goo, goo, right, and goo. And so I was all hyped for it. I was going after it, and Chris kind of gave up a little bit of a side to watching it, and we stuck with it all the way through its twenty four episodes, and it was a it was a blast from beginning and end. I think this is a great show, uh, personally, to watch together with him, just because we're both GRPG fans. We've we've seen all these tropes that it kind of makes fun of. Uh, we're a fan of the style. Um, I think Chris had some misgivings at first, especially with uh, somebody like uh, the G John. <laughs> They're dancing all the time. Stop uh, with the dancing. He's dancing on the screen right now. Why is he dancing? <laughs> Even in his still image on Miami list, it's a him dancing. Um, <laughs> It has a style of its own. It's a very, it's a very classic old school style to it. Um, definitely freshened up for the newer look. It de- it doesn't have an old look. T- it has an old style to it, but not an old look to it. If that makes sense, it's a, it's polished. It's very well. I, I was telling Chris when we we're talking about uh, when we we're doing the deliberations. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. I think I did on the side. It, it, it's 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 surprising because technically, this show being as simple as it looks is actually really well animated at, at a lot of points in throughout the show. Yeah, it does the goofy little stills. Yeah, it does the chibi-looking characters. Um, but it still, it moves really well at a lot of points. And I was actually very surprised about how much effort they kind of put into something that looks so simple and almost uh, cartoonish and can be thrown away to be not animated well. Uh, but it, it is a show that you're going to definitely get a lot of laughs out of if you're if you're into to JRPGs, if you're into uh, just classic fantasy uh, a lot of those kind of elements are being hit on it constantly. It plays a lot on like Dragon Warrior and having the the sound effects of whenever you, they encounter an enemy. Uh, goofy text on the screen explaining what's happening uh, with the old style uh, RPG look uh, looking text and whatnot. It, it 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 it's definitely an homage to a lot of those things, and it plays off those jokes really well. It's it's a huge kick. Now, I think the only kind of humor that kind of gets lost in me personally is it does it does it kind of ruins a lot of the moments purposely with the with some of the characters breaking romantic cues, breaking cheesy cues. Uh, like Gipple is really annoying a lot of the time. Uh, it does have a lot of really Japanese goofiness to it that a lot of people might uh, be a little bit annoyed by. Uh, it does, does does a lot of those really kind of childish Japanese jokes like uh, poopy and stuff like that. Uh, potty humor is kind of mixed in there. That sounds really, really goofy at times. Uh, ruined a really bad moment, a really good moment Dang towards it. later part I, with I, that. I, I tried to forget all that <laughs> stuff, Andrew. Uh, see, see, you're making my glow go away. <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't, it, it, it's one of those things that, yeah, I, I'm going to be the first one to mention it. It's not always on cue. It's not always making me laugh the entire time. It makes me laugh out really loud when it does, though. Um, it's just one of those ones where it it consistently, each episode is going to have some moment in there where it's going to make me laugh a lot or have an entire episode of me laughing like crazy. Uh, it, it does it so well. And yes, 
like Chris said, it's subjective and it's going to work for you or not. It is something you're definitely going to know by the first three episodes if you're going to really enjoy it or not. I don't I don't think it really meets its stride until you kind of get into the gist of things. So I think you do need about three episodes to get into it. Um, but if you, if it does connect to you, I think you're going to have a great ride through its 24 episodes. I don't I don't think it really ever had at least an entire episode where I wasn't feeling it. It, it really did pull it off really well. Um, even had Scundam noise in there. <laughs> it had the, uh, my first baby that actually worked for Andrew for once because <laughs> she was really cool. And I, I love the chemistry that kind of developed from that. The, the, the father's voice that cannot be denied. <laughs> um, yeah, the pixelated look whenever the characters are too close to it. It, it, it does so many cool little things that, uh, really i got a cute out of so i really appreciate it so yeah definitely gonna put that up there with my uh oddness of harangu hopefully yeah pretty much <laughs> uh so yeah if you, if you watch this show and you enjoyed it also check out harangu um kind of has that same goofiness to it that i, I think you'd enjoy uh, anything else to add for it? This is one of those ones where I don't think I'll ever do it justice. But yeah, I don't. I it's it's not a show that you can really without going into and and just spoiling a whole bunch of jokes. I mean, it's it's subjective. Go give it a shot. I think you'll know by the end of the first episode. But I I do think that give it the three episodes because the first no, episode may not give work. It, give at it give it twenty four episodes. Just yeah, give it, give it 24 <laughs> episodes. You'll really get it then. You'll know for sure if you like it, if you finish all 24 episodes. Like bosses that read from scripts. <laughs> Let's spoil that one, too. Ah, that was a fun ride, right, You're going to kill us. Our last one we have is... Why do we got to end on this one? Because it's the one that technically should have some kind of soft spoiler warning to it, so... Okay, I guess... Yukiyun is a hero, Washio Shumi chapter, or, uh, and also the hero chapter. For those that don't know, um, this is basically two segmented series, uh, six episodes each for Washio Shumi's chapter, and then, which is technically a prequel to the original Yukiyun as a hero series. And then, of course, the hero chapter, which is a six episode set of episodes, which was after the Yukiyun as a hero series. So, technically, then- soft spoilers here. I don't think we're going to really mention any. We might have to mention names, so it. I think no matter what, I think we did this in our first impression. I think anybody should just not even listen to anything here. Go search for Yukin as a hero on Crunchyroll. Just watch the first episode. Don't even look at anything about it, um, just to kind of get that same experience we had going into it. But I know that no, not everybody's going to do that. But I do want to put soft spoilers in here, just because we do have to talk about characters that are in a sequel series to the original series and a prequel series to the original series. So hearing some names might spoil things that happen in that first series. Definitely. I know of one specific one. Uh, but yeah. So this one basically follows, again, <laughs> soft spoilers in here. I, I mentioned the other stuff here. Uh, streamed on Amazon. Again, it ran for six episodes for Washio Sumi. Uh, they did one episode recap and then a six episodes for the uh, hero chapter. Uh, the studio is Studio Gakumi. Uh, the source is a light novel. The genres are slice of life, drama, fantasy, magic and fantasy. And this one follows... Uh, the prequel story uh, follows Washio Sumi, which the title would lead you to believe, um, and her two friends that she meets eventually, Sonako and Jin. And these are three girls that are... If you watch the original series, it takes place in this particular town that is protected by the uh, the deity tr- or the divine tree, which is called Shinju. Um, 
again, the soft spoilers going into it is that uh, this tree will then pick uh, these maidens who will then fight to protect the town with the help of his powers. Uh, of course, in this prequel series, we follow Washio, Sanako, and Jin, who are the selected girls who go out to fight this thing. And for anybody that uh, watched the first season, you eventually find out it, basically what happened to these these three girls. Um, I don't know how far I want to get into that, so I can leave that. It is uh, the hero chapter, of course, is a prequel or a sequel series to the original series, which then follows uh, our original cast as they uh, discover that something was put into place to uh, stop the aftermath of what happened in the original series, and basically a little bit of <laughs> magic uh, in there of replacing the curse, replacing the curse, replacing the curse thing. <laughs> so I did get a kick out of kind of, it wasn't completely like that, but it, I did get a kick out of a little bit of a similarity there, but, um, and how they're going to overcome that. So yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, this one <laughs> just starting about, uh, just specifically talking about watch Yoshimi. Cause I think watch Yoshimi was definitely the one that I was looking forward to. And of course, it was the one that I actually loved the most out of the the two segments. Um, again, we already knew what was kind of kind of come to conclusion with the whole thing, just because we kind of knew the characters in the in the first season. I uh, I told myself that I wasn't going to get connected to these characters because I was I knew something bad was going to happen to all three of them, and it didn't help. <laughs> I still I still was crushed by this show. Um, I I think it's a mixture of. One, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Yukina as a hero, and that definitely helps me uh, love the show more, uh, being a fan of the show. Um, but I, for some reason, it, it does well in kind of breaking the characters out of their shells and breaking you out of your shells at the same time. Uh, Washio Sumi, I did not expect to have her being as silly as she did. Uh, Sonoko just brings the best out of her, and their chemistry just kind of, they multiply, or they... Uh, amplified off each other and uh jin namely was like best girl of the year i i i put her in several lists here and there of, of best girl of the, of the year um because she's a big sister type and andrew has a thing for the big sister types i just love them to death they're just always adorable and i love their their character oh, type. is that what it is i see now yeah <laughs> i love the emotos you love the big sisters anna keys i got you yeah yeah um, I love the little sisters too, but uh, the <laughs> it's just the the heart of them, like just the taking care of the brothers thing that they were gonna going into with Shin was just kind of uh, helped me connect with her. So it, it's like I got connected with Washio because Sonoko brought the goofiness out of her. Sonoko is just kind of pure and fun, and then Shin's got this uh, this big sister type that uh, just is heartwarming to be around. So it's like I wanted I wanted to shield myself, and they somehow managed to break that down. Um, it was very fluffy at the beginning. The animation was just top notch because technically it was adapted from a movie because they did a movie out of the Washio Sumi series. Um, so the animation was top notch. Of course, I enjoyed the animation in the original series a lot too because they do well in blending uh, the CGI from a distance and then stills up close. That way you you don't see the CGI. Um, but it looked beautiful. The characters uh, they had a spear type this time and um, dual blades. It was it was really really cool seeing these character kind of fight. Um, yeah, so it tore me up. Um, it probably had one of the best recap episodes ever. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to talk about Watch Ghost Enemy before I'm kind of co- going right off onto the, the hero chapter? It, I, I, I thought it did wonderful. Absolutely broke me towards the end of it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I look great. Um, I, I I enjoyed a lot of the the character interactions, and no, I I couldn't hold myself. I I ended up crying. So yeah, <laughs> I I did also appreciate before I get into that. Also, is um, I I think the tie-ins it it tied in so well with the original series because again, loving the original series so much. Um, I I feel myself uh, wanting to critique things a lot more. Uh, but I think they they managed to tie into it so well. The characters and what they went through tied in so well. Um, a lot of things I was noticing, like the lack of the Guardians, um, tied in with it. Uh, why the, the systems that they had in play in the original series were technically a re- as a result of what uh, the characters went through in the first season, or this this particular prequel story. So I was actually really surprised about how how well the mechanics... And the characters flowed right into the first season. And, um, yeah, just adding more to it. Uh, now, the the hero chapter itself, I wasn't too high on. I, I, I definitely liked it. Um, it was a lot more heavy most of the time with, with what Yuna was going through. Uh, it really did feel like a uh, kind of like a, a silent hero suffering type story. Um, so I don't, I struggled with it just because of the fact that it felt, it felt like the story of Yuna's issues and what her struggles were going through kind of stuck around a little bit too long that it didn't really feel like I had much time to, uh, enjoy the characters as much as I originally did. Of course, I think that's also due to the fact that we technically had an entire first season to it, to spend time with them that we don't really need to, uh, with the second story, but I don't know. I thought it was a it was a cool kind of story they can go into. It wasn't. Um, I didn't expect it to do too much, but I think the. I also had a feeling that it wasn't going to do enough to make it even worth even having this after story. It almost felt like okay, wow, why are you even doing this? Is this going to add anything to the story? But it ended up it ended up having a a final episode that really did manage to uh, kind of turn that around for me. I thought it was a great wrap up at the very end uh, I, I just I, think that it 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 spent too much time with this whole silent hero thing i agree i think that it it did chapter in really wonderfully well i think that the 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 best thing that that second half did was it had that wonderful end i think that the the first part of it was really good as well but i do agree that it did feel like it kind of dragged out in the suffering Yuna section for a lack of a better term which is also partly to do with the fact that it really sucks watching it <laughs> yeah and that is true and and maybe that is the reason why it feels like it takes forever is because we just want it to be over go tell somebody go deal with your your what you're dealing with and yeah there was that aspect we all know we know there's there's a reason why she can't say nothing but that's the thing is it just because it it it, it got kind of stuck there, and it felt like it was dragged out for f- three or four episodes. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that puts it well because yeah, technically the the hero chapter is almost two arcs. Technically only only technically only two arcs, but it almost feels like three because it's technically like uh, Togo's story, Yuna's story, and then basically Yuna's story again uh in its climax no it's Fu's story the end is Fu's story <laughs> <laughs> everything's about Fu. um 
Where yeah. did that come from? It was like left field. I was like, what? But taking a step back, I I, I do appreciate. Uh, I think the thing that I appreciate the most about the Yukina series is it's it's a magical girl. It's a dark magical girl technically, but it's not really dark. It's it's more just suffering and uh, characters trying to overcome that suffering. It doesn't. I don't think Yukina ever feels like it's you know dark and depressing it just it feels like it's painful and suffering and that's what i appreciate about it the most it's it's great character designs it's great characters it's cute uh cute moments with them and there's this struggle they're trying to fight with and they're trying to figure out their own way of dealing with the situations they're 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 dealt with or, or they're dealt and and somehow somehow protect people as as kind of silent heroes um and it, it it does things that I don't think I ever really get much out of most magical girls, and it does it really well. So it it's one of those things that I, I think I'll always come back to Yukin as a hero, no matter how many they make of them. I like I said, have my struggles with the hero segment, a, a section of the heroes uh, chapter, but I think it, it wrapped it up really well, and uh, it was a great little addition to. The, if if anything, I I absolutely love the Washio Sumi chapter, and um, it was a great addition to the the original series. So. I agree. Anything else to add? No. I think that, that we hit it. Not enough Itsuki. It's another one that I don't feel like I ever do it justice. But I also think, I I also do acknowledge the fact that I am a huge Yukina Zero fan. So I wonder if, if a lot of that kind of uh, skews it a little bit. But I think if you watch the original series and you like the original series, you're going to, you're probably already watching the show. So where's my Itsuki as a hero chapter? And now that, uh, and now that the show is, uh, now available on Amazon Prime. You can go watch it. You have no excuses anymore. <laughs> you should have Prime. <laughs> At least have that. Uh, that's all the shows we have. That's uh, that's all of all of, that's all of fall 2017. We're done with it. Well, can, if you have Prime, you should be watching Onihei. Yeah, somebody asked me about a what was what's good on there. They forgot, and I I made out an entire tweet with links to every single show that I think people should watch. Cavanary, <laughs> Onihei, Yukiuna. Um, yeah, lots of stuff. So, anywho, again, we're we're done with the fall season. That that's it for the 2017 season. We're kind of going to finally put it behind us. I think we're still going to do our uh, community picks for the top of 2017. But other than that, we're completely done. We can move on. We can move on to to 2018. Um, we'll come back uh, next week probably with a discussional podcast episode. Then jump right into music and then first impressions of the of the winter season. So it's going to start kicking right back up. It's already no started. rest for us. There's it's no already started. <laughs> and I'm hopefully, ready to go to bed. hopefully by the first impressions, Chris will be able to watch Carcaptor Sakura and be starting to watch uh, um, the Cl- Clear Cloud arc, which I'm absolutely loving seeing come back. So yeah, uh-huh. blew it away on the first episode. Um, it it wasn't like actiony. It was really just kind of let's let's see all these characters again. And I was I was nostalgic and I was happy that it's not. It's not Sailor Moon Crystal and look terrible. <laughs> Madhouse doesn't treat their stuff like crap. So, anywho, that's that's for the first impressions. Uh, again, thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed our reviews. Hopefully, not all the Love Life fans hate us. I know that there are there are huge fans out there. Please don't hate us. I I do I do I do acknowledge that I think a lot of the love for Love Life is to do with them actually following the actual idols. Because I know I am arcade people love them to death, and I think I want to know if that's. I I'm curious if that's because they are in tune with the actual idols. I 
I suppose you could you could assume that, but I don't I don't know. I do think that it was there is a maybe it is. I don't know. Like I want to say a that, deeper connection with the characters. Exactly, because I automatically would go into waifu thing, and maybe those characters just waifu better for the guys over at Anime Arcade than than the original Love <laughs> Live group. <laughs> And, and, and they wife you for you better? I don't. I, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to make make that sound like a an insult. I'm. I'm. I. I. I maybe that group just worked better as waifu bait for them than than the first love live. I. I personally, that's just like well, okay. If you, if you put all all th- all three fa- franchise, well, I guess one franchise is dead now because. It's, Millipedes, um, <laughs> but the other two uh, franchises together it, it is is Idol Master more uh, loved wow. than I, than Love Live? I put Local Doll or, or Local Doll over that Local Idol over that? <sighs> oh, I would actually probably uh, yeah, I would easily put it over Wake Up Girls, but would I put it? But over is it because Sunshine of the waifu? Now? aspect is it the waifu aspect or well, no, is it i love her bestie because we 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 Ru- both ruby agree is still, ruby is still the purest and greatest of all well ruby is adorable <laughs> don't you touch my ruby but is there now i'm but i'm not saying that because i i just love ruby i i think she's adorable was that why i loved her story the most is because i love ruby <laughs> i don't i don't know with somebody that like dia was... love her whole thing about wanting to be called uh son i thought that was adorable too <laughs> But see, but but my point is, is okay. Is Idol Master the the franchise that you love because you have a waifu in that group, or is it because the, I didn't have any waifus in Idol Master and I loved it? So I I, I agree. I I think that there was a good solid story there. I think that the Love Live I think had the best story. That's me personally. Well, except well, Wake Up Girls. But that's damn it. I hate you, Millipede. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> but at the same time, because I keep wanting to say why, Wake Up Girls was a, the the best story for me. I and well, but, origi- it, but, but that at the same time, there wasn't the the original Wake Up Girls the, the was not origi- done by them, right? I I know. So you don't have to completely discredit. But see, I but we just we just e- specify <laughs> Wake Up Girls season two. <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't get a waifu out of that group. So is that the reason why I look at the other two franchises mostly because? I'm okay with them. I like their stories. I like their characters, but I'm not in love with their 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 show. I can pick out a, a girl here and say that that's my favorite wife or uh, best girl out of that group, and I can say there's a best girl in this group. But I don't I don't fall in love with the franchise. Well, there's there's also an element of what makes the waifu the the sh- does the show make does the show make the waifu or do do or does your enjoyment for the show is because you got connected. That's what I'm asking. You're you're only sometimes you're only going to have a quote unquote waifu character if the show sells that character to you. Exactly. You don't just see the character and go that one right there. I mean, the closest that would probably be Cabaneri. I just loved her character design, but I still the show itself sold me on Yume. Was it Yume? Mume. Mume. They sold me on Mume. She was epic. Like she, the first time she goes out there and wrecks a bunch of of the of the Cabaneri. Uh, Cabane- Cabinet, Ka- not Cabinet. It's Cabinet. No, Cabinet is she is a Cabinet. The Cabinet are the ones with the. <laughs> no, because they're the Cabinet of the Iron Fortress. The Ooh, Cabinet good are catch. the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> You're messing me up. <laughs> what are you saying? That you didn't know that? 
I yeah, I I, I totally forgot about that. You were right. I, I was agreeing with you. Okay, anyways. <laughs> you caught me. But the but I even though I was drawn to her character design, the show sold me as I love this character. She's so awesome. So I think it can work both ways. I but I think the show has to say the characters. So I do obviously believe that the reason that people love Dia is because Dia is that they love the character because the show sold her or Mari because the show sold that character to people. It's just for me about the only thing I got out of that show was probably Ruby. They sold me on Ruby. Um, I think that also probably has to do with some of the connections I had with the, the first years in the original love live is maybe I was connecting their kind of story as being somewhat similar. Um, Don't worry. I still love Yoshiko and Hanamaru and, and I'll take Amari here too. Oh my God! However, if I had to hear Johannes one more time, I was gonna freaking scream. It's like she has to say it every Johannes. time. That's like her only line. Tell it, have her say something else. And she's adorable too. They're all adorable, and I love them all to death. I want to hug them all and protect them all, but it's just the show didn't sell me on the story. And that's the only problem. Oh, uh, we're going right back in. We're gonna get hatred again. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, anything else? We're not trying to justify our 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 frustration of the show. It, it, we're just we're just gushing over the girls. It is frustrating. It is. I want I want to gush on every show that I comes across to. us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it was all ruined by Chica. That's that's what it is. Oh, the we, entire oh, no, 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 thing. No, 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 no. Don't, the holy uh-uh. reason is Chica. No, she ruined everything. No. I just no. Kidding. Snape Snow. Snape Snow were cool, too. I already mentioned that, though. So, Anywho. No, it was the father. Because he shut down the school. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. Blame it on him. <laughs> but no. Did, you didn't catch the last bit? She got off the phone with Daddy and said, it's all joke. It's joke. Exactly. I, and then, I, I totally caught and that. They were, like, completely confused. And they're like, wait, wait. So, no, what do we do all that for? <laughs> Everything was a joke. Everything was a joke. See, see now Logan and them they can like see? us again. They can like us again. See our review? Well, it was our joke. review. We actually it's loved joke. the show. <laughs> we actually <laughs> loved it. It was a great show. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like April Fools. We're replacing April Fools with it's joke. It's joke. It's joke. So there you go. We actually loved Wake Up Girl season two. Chris actually did finish it. Um, he loved the V Idol. <laughs> we hated Woke Up to the Fall Room. <laughs> And magical circle good good. What a waste of air. Anyways, it's a joke. <laughs> we're doing this. We're, we're killing the show. Uh, again, we thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed our reviews of, of the fall 2017 season, and uh, we hope you guys join us for the winter 2018 season and on into the entire year of 2018. But again, we're at You can go there for all anime, new and old. We thank you all for listening, and y'all take care. Os. Okay.